glorious world you're listening in from this morning, I want to welcome you back to the Who Are You to Lead Anyway podcast for Mastering Skills to Navigate Leadership in Life, Episode 8. So I've been thinking for some time how I want to best talk about leveraging strengths. You know, those things that you're strong and natural at doing. And the more I thought about it, I landed on something a little different that I think is more expansive and I hope you'll love it. So let's dive in. When you, you might have used a SWOT analysis tool in the context of business and setting organizational strategy before. And it can also be a really powerful tool for self-awareness and self-evaluation. If you haven't used a SWOT analysis before, the acronym is Strengths, Weaknesses, Threats, and Opportunities. So in today's episode, my intention is to walk you through each of these areas separately and how to bring it all together for yourself, how to leverage it with a team, and the advantages and disadvantages in doing this work. Now, when I use this tool with my clients, I set the stage by inviting them to be honest about being objective and not overly critical. The purpose of doing this exercise is to support the growth and development of you and your team. Now, within the coaching context, coaching creates change by increasing our awareness, expanding choice, and deepening trust in the self. Focusing on what's natural within our skills, abilities, and talents allows us to build awareness of our strengths and take future-oriented action. So when you're contemplating your strengths as a leader, I offer you to think about what are three strengths you know you have? Perhaps you have a hardworking and driven, perhaps you are a hardworking and driven individual who isn't afraid to face a challenge. Now a caveat here is that each strength we have what researchers call is a shadow side, where strengths might be or create a challenge for us. Now, a lot of my work with clients is in helping them understand this specifically and exploring ways to dial them up or dial them down in different situations to create the results they want. So a great example to demonstrate this comes from work with a leader with the strength of problem solving. This leader was promoted due to the positive impact on the business for solving multiple and challenging business problems. Now, the shadow side of this particular strength showed itself for him in two ways. At work, he was problem solving for his direct reports. Others actually went around his team to go directly to him, which left the team feeling disengaged and disempowered. So once he saw this, he was able to reset expectations and everyone operated within the parameters he communicated to them. And he held himself accountable for that too. When I asked him where else this strength overuse was showing up, he realized that when his partner would share about their day, he went into problem solving mode, which created conflict for both of them. Once he saw this, he asked his partner, what did they want? Turns out, They wanted him to listen and to be a sounding board for them so that they could solve their own problems. A much different outcome occurred as a result of that conversation. So if you haven't thought about this before, there's a couple of ways to do this. And here's my favorite questions to ask. What are the things that you enjoy, you love, or you find extremely satisfying to do? What do you do better than others? Now, if this still feels challenging to you, there are a couple of other ways you can gain some insight. The first is to consider how others describe you. What are the words that they use? What patterns and themes might you see there for yourself? The second is to take a Via Character Strengths survey, which is not only free, but only takes about 10 minutes of your time. 
I'll link it up in the show notes for you. I think you'll find it useful. Once you have a sense of your strengths, then let's move over to the weakness category. Now, what's interesting in my work as a coach is so many clients want to focus on their weaknesses. This really isn't a surprise since our brain has this default to go to the negative. However, there's a reason we take a strengths-based approach in coaching. We know from positive psychology, when individuals, leaders, and teams focus on strengths or individual capabilities, there's a better chance of success. In focusing on our weaknesses, while we may make some progress, we aren't likely to become an expert at it, partly because it's something we're not motivated to do, and also we underestimate the amount of effort and energy it takes to improve the thing that we're not naturally inclined to do or be good at. Kind of makes sense. So some great questions to raise awareness here are, what would your manager, your peers, or your partner say is your biggest weakness? If you could change one thing about yourself, what would that be? For example, are you anxious when it comes to public speaking or putting yourself or your ideas out there for fear of what others may say or think about you? That could be me right now in this moment, and that could be why I took the opportunity to create this podcast. So just showing some of my own work. Another great question here is, what areas in your career do you feel you could improve? perhaps some experience, some education, or training that you might need. If you listened to last week's episode, you would also have heard Jeff Holland talk about how others around us can support or complement us in areas where we are weak with their strengths. And even if you don't have direct reports, you could probably leverage a peer, a trusted advisor, or a mentor to help you do this. We all have things that we are not good at, and it's important to be aware of what they are without judging them. Being aware and accepting of our weakness lets us know what holds us back, and knowing that can help us grow. This is a great segue to thinking about how we can find opportunities. Opportunities are everywhere when you're looking. (laughs) And especially when you're looking to contribute or add value. So an example of this might be, when this episode airs, I'll actually be at a conference. One of the opportunities that I found as a result of doing this exercise for myself. This conference will allow me to share timely and key learnings with you as new leaders. And I think that's going to be useful for you. Some ways for you to think about how you might add value could be with a new initiative in your organization taking on a new project, considering finding or being a mentor, or perhaps volunteering. Now, I've been known to start a book club with leadership teams where everyone had an opportunity to do a teachback. Perhaps this might work for you. If none of these sound like opportunities, given the context that you're in, which is very possible, have a discussion with your leader. I've never heard of anyone yet being turned away when they're looking to contribute more. Other opportunities you might see might be a chance for a new job or a promotion, either internally or externally to your organization. Either way, doing work like this exercise and being opportunistic will increase your probability of success. Now, I also can hear some of you saying, but I'm already stretched. I'm already overloaded. Cynthia, I can't take another thing on. (laughs) And my offer back to you is perhaps there's an opportunity there to prioritize, to delegate, to have a difficult conversation, 
Here's the thing, you know you best. So I invite you to consider where you see opportunity for your possibility. What are the attitudes, skills, knowledge, or talent that you have that's different than others? Perhaps there's a tool or a technology you can take advantage of. A couple of caveats here. First, I would have you think about just kind of zooming out because it's often hard to see things when we're in it. When you zoom out, you're able to include things external to you, like your organization as a whole, your community, or perhaps your industry. A little story I'll share with you here is years ago, after working for an organization, I had at the time thought I had dedicated my life to, (laughs) or so again, I thought um, I was downsized. And one of the benefits I received was the opportunity to work with a career counselor. And within a few weeks of doing the things that were recommended to me, I received an offer to take on a maternity leave role for a year. Now, at the time, I had a healthy ego. (laughs) And I had an opportunity um, to taste a little bit of humble pie for myself. The thought that I had at the time was, oh my gosh, with 25 years of experience, shouldn't I be able to land something full time? Turns out, I couldn't at the time. So my guidance counselor, my counselor gave me some great advice, which was go in with some fresh eyes or the curiosity of a two-year-old and every day for the first 90 days, take a look at what's missing before you. Whenever you do that, just write down what you learn and then create a plan for yourself around that. Here's the reason why. After 90 days, you see things just like everybody else. So I did exactly that. I kept track of the inefficiencies and other ways of doing things that I truly felt would make a difference. And one by one, I implemented them. When it came time for the maternity leave to end, I was offered a full-time job. And while it wasn't the role of my dreams at the time, it was a step before it. I just didn't know it. Now, I've done this three times personally, and this approach resulted in new roles, promotions, and went a long way to building my own expertise trust and credibility with my team, my peers, and staff overall. And something that, that's cool to think about is, you know, when you change roles, this lens is available to you in each time you do that. It's a really good tool to leverage. Now, this brings us to threats and things to consider here are what areas, let's think about attitude, skills, or knowledge, do you need to improve? What, weak, what do your weaknesses reveal and expose to you, perhaps? What obstacles might prevent progress for you? Maybe there's somewhere that others have an advantage over you. Now, I'm going to share a little bit of my work here with leaders because there are a few commonalities that hold leaders back. For example, setting a clear vision, setting clear expectations, not engaging the workforce, micromanaging lack of delegation, and a lot of these come from one thing, not making decisions. So I just want to share that with you. Now we've gone through the SWOT. Let's bring it together. So first, take another step back and consider, without any judgment, how do these affect me, my life, and my leadership? Consider here if you want to get some input from others to kind of broaden your view or your perspective. And then create a strategy for yourself on how you want to move forward, leveraging your strengths to create new opportunities. You can create a strategy to manage your weakness and threats. And if you're not sure how to do this, you can consider the SMART framework that I shared in episode four. 
This tool is great to assess and discover your own differentiator, how you're different than everyone else. So now as a wrap up, some of the advantage of doing this work are gaining a solid awareness and understanding of yourself, your personality, and your career progression. Where you want to go might become more visible to you as a result of doing this. If done as a team, you can improve team performance and identify some career goals for them, perhaps starting with cross-training. It can also unite the team. You can connect the strategy of the team's work that the organization and mission and vision of that how you can connect those two things together, and that allows everyone to know where they fit into the bigger picture. The one potential negative I see for doing this as a team is that there could be someone who doesn't appreciate having a weakness pointed out. However, I also think this can be overcome by ensuring it's clear to everyone before beginning that this exercise is meant to be non-judgmental and with the intent of positive and future-focused growth for all. With that said, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I had fun recording it for you, and have fun. Until next time, I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Your feedback is a gift. Please rate and review with your honest opinion. Subscribe and share with your colleagues, especially if you've worked with me and found value in the work we've done together. Connect with me in my favorite places, LinkedIn and Instagram. My website is Cynthia Jamison Coach, all lowercase, all one word, dot C-A. Until next time, make it a great week. <music>